the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Ah, you're just saying all that to be nice. (laughs) Good afternoon. Welcome. Good to have you on board for the Wednesday edition of Lifeline for this July 12th of 2023. In case you're counting... And um, probably I'm the only one who is. 33 years, 8 months, and 6 days to be exact that we have been here with you in the afternoons on this great radio station, month in and month out, year in and year out, addressing issues that impact your life, your world, and your Christian walk. And you know, so often we get a chance to meet listeners all over Northern California that talk about the impact that this platform has had as an extension of maybe their church's ministry or other Bible expositors and teachers that have helped encourage you along your way in your relationship with Christ. And KFAX, of course, has faithfully done that for 62 years. I did the math on this. 62 years, six months, five days. And if you think about your engagement with this radio station on a day-to-day basis, and, and perhaps other AM radio stations around the Bay Area that you might tune into, for example, to catch the game on a on a Saturday, if you can't be at uh, the park in person, you listen to it on the radio, right? Or uh, maybe tune in for other information, for a conversation, things of this sort. Undoubtedly, even as you're listening to this program here this afternoon, it plays an important role in your life. But imagine for a moment how different things might be if suddenly one day you went to tune into your favorite station and simply heard this. Now, while some eavesdropping might say, oh, Craig, the programs improve, your ratings will go up. The reality, of course, is that for so many of us on both sides of the microphone, radio stations like KFAX and so many other, totally more than 4,000 across the United States, are an important part of day-to-day living. In fact, statistics show us that on average, more than 90% of American adults, those folks over the age of 18, engage with AM radio every single day. But recently, you might have read some news reports suggesting that, at least in some arenas, that may come to a very disquieting, abrupt end. What's this all about? Is it really true that AM radio is going to disappear, at least from maybe the dashboard of your car where you're likely listening right now? Well, let's get some inside sights to what's going on and most importantly, what we can do to make sure that this vital source of education, information, 
and most importantly for many Americans, comfort that it continues to be available to you for many years, if not decades to come. To join me now with some insights, we have Nick Anderson. Nick is the Director of Government Affairs on behalf of Salem Media Group, the fine folks that, by the way, own this radio station. Nick is also the General Manager for our Salem Media Cluster in the great state of Minnesota in the Twin Cities area. Nick, great to have you with us. Craig, always great to talk with you, and thank you for uh, that opening and uh, the rich history of KFAX. Um, I'm, I'm in awe of the number of historic call letters, radio stations throughout our country that have been on the air serving the public, serving their audiences for decades. Not not years, decades. And KFAX is, is one of those stations. And you know, Nick, when I think back through just recent years, I, I my mind turns to things like being here for our listeners when the 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake hit. And for so many, this was their only source of comfort or information. Later on in the 91 Oakland Hills fire, or in the 2014 Napa earthquake, Quake, the 2017 Santa Rosa fire, more recently the 2020 COVID outbreak and the Santa Cruz fire, and then as recent as just January of this year, being on the air providing information for people throughout the greater San Francisco Bay region that were impacted by these horrific flash floods that even claimed lives. And through it all, radio stations like KFAX have been there faithfully to provide news, information, and certainly from the perspective of KFAX's stated goal to provide also spiritual encouragement and comfort. But as I alluded to in my opening remarks, there have been some pretty significant rumors of late that there may be some, particularly in the automotive manufacturing world, that feel as if AM radio is just not important anymore. I would suggest, and I think many of our listeners would agree, that they are ill-advised. But kind of give us some background as to exactly what's going on here and why all of a sudden this potential threat. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on again, Craig. So let me give the audience a little bit of a, of a timeline background. Um, you know, the rumors are true. There are some auto manufacturers out there that have made the decision to remove the AM receiver from the vehicle. And there's countless reasons why, um, but the one that they've been really focused on up until recently has been that it affects electric vehicles. It affects the EVs. And um, so let me give you a little bit of timeline. Of course, Tesla, which is out there near neck of the woods, was one of the first manufacturers to take the AM receiver out of their vehicles. And because they don't have that much, uh, that much of a, uh, of a, I would say, uh, of a mass, uh, at least in maybe in California they might, but but in other states they don't. A lot of people didn't necessarily keep an eye on this. But then over the course of, I would say, the last three to five years, as EVs and hybrids have gotten popular, a lot of the imports decided to start taking out different functions of the vehicle. And one of them was, one of the ideas was the AM receiver. And this really came to head about, I would say, nine to 12 months ago when you started having domestic auto dealers or auto manufacturers start uh, the rumors or start discussing the idea of taking out the AM receiver. And I I will say the, the news really hit the water 
in um, March of this year when Ford announced that they were going to remove the AM receiver not only from some hybrids, but they were going to remove it from their combustible engine Ford Mustang in 2024. And that got, I would say, the industry up in arms, that got the audience up in arms. Frankly, that got auto dealers up in arms because the auto dealers are the ones that are selling the, auto, you know, the, the different models to, to their consumers. And then, in a weird sort of way, Ford, a couple of days later, decided we're just going to remove the AM receiver from all models started in 2024. And, um, and that really got all of our attention. If, if, if the first one didn't get our attention, this announcement did. And so um, thanks to Senator Ed Markey, a Democrat from Massachusetts, and Republican Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, they kind of led the, the battle for our industry in the Senate. And they introduced a piece of legislation that we have been um, champion and wrapping our arms around. And frankly, you would probably be airing uh, messages on KFAX and on other stations in uh, throughout the, the Bay Area promoting uh, the fact that we need to let Congress know that this is not going to work and we need to make sure AM receivers are mandatory. It's a mandate. It's a safety feature for all the reasons you just explained before we discussed on how AM radio compared to other avenues can come in very handy and frankly vital during uh, times of emergency and crisis. So uh, yes, the rumors are true. We have a few automakers. Now let me let me just add one more thing, Craig, and that is in May, Ford did um, reverse their decision. They said that they would um, put the AM receiver back in 2024 models. And interesting, even said that they would provide a software upgrade to those who had bought 2023 or 2024 models. So you would always have you would have an AM receiver in it. So that got all of our attention saying, well, is this really an EV issue? Is this really an electric vehicle issue or is it something more? I believe it's something more. We can get into that later. But um, Ford did reverse their course. Now, uh, so I, I would say that we won the, the, the battle. I wouldn't say we won the war because we still don't know what their decision is post 2024. Uh, 2025 and beyond. And there's still seven or eight other manufacturers who have said, now we're wiping our hands clear of AM radio. Uh, most of them are imports, um, but it's still important to know that, that just because Ford reversed course uh, for one year, it doesn't mean that th- this conversation isn't going away anytime soon. You know, the irony behind all of this is that it, to some degree for some of these EV manufacturers, this is a cost-saving measure, that there are concerns over noises made by the motor system that would interfere with AM radio, and they would like you to believe that it's just too expensive to address it or way too complicated. Well, uh, let me share with listeners as not only your, your, your humble talk show host, but also as somebody with a background in engineering – 
um, and also happening to be a uh, vintage car enthusiast. Back in the 30s and 40s, uh, there was a lot about older engines that introduced lots of noise into AM radio, but they figured out very early on that very easy and simple to install filters could eliminate the interference and allow a driver, certainly during an age when radio was the only choice, the ability to enjoy AM radio interference-free. So I want to be clear for listeners, if you ever hear the argument that, well, this is just beyond the pale, it's impossible to resolve it. Listen, we've sent a man to the moon. We tackled the issue of AM challenges related to outside sources creating interference literally 80 years ago. So that's kind of a, a bit of a you know sleight of hand being played by some of the manufacturers. But I have to tell you what, what I find particularly disquieting, Nick, is not only the notion that there are so many that tune into AM radio stations like this one every day for weather updates, traffic updates, information, news, entertainment, sports programming, spiritual encouragement, certainly with a station like KFAX. But the other idea, and I alluded to this in my opening remarks that AM radio has been consistently there through some of these most severe crises, not only here in the Bay Area, but, but across the country, and at times where oftentimes AM radio was the only source available to them. And I know a lot of people like to think about, gee, we live in a wonderful age. We can get satellite radio in the car. I can stream uh, programming inside of my vehicle. What do I even need a radio for? completely perhaps missing the point that if you don't pay for the subscription service or if there is a failure of your internet connection, which as we all know, when there's an emergency like an earthquake or the power goes out, what happens? Well, you lose your power, you lose your cell phone, you lose your internet, and you lose your connection to the outside world. But AM radio only requires a battery in most cases to continue to work and oftentimes under circumstances that defies the ability of FM to be competitive. For example, in some parts of the country like yours, if there is a severe weather event like a significant blizzard, one of the first services to go down, sadly, is FM radio. They're mountaintops. Along comes the storm, the snow, severe weather, FM Transmitters typically are the first to fail, but AM, particularly with the degree of redundancy that we have, are usually there and can be relied upon even in the worst of circumstances. In fact, I bet, Nick, I bet that many listeners to this program right now, to this station right now, are not aware of the fact that we have not one, but two transmitters at two different transmitter locations. So if there were ever to be some kind of a major event at one location that would prohibit us from broadcasting from that spot, we can transfer our programming to an auxiliary site to make sure that our programming goes out unimpeded, not only important to provide spiritual encouragement, but most importantly, as you pointed out, information during times of great crisis. Well, and one of, one of the best parts about my role is I get to, um, I, I'll celebrate 25 years in radio myself next year. 
And what I'm, and I'm, and I'm a radio junkie, Craig. I, I, I've been able to work for, uh, for only two radio companies in my career, but I, I've got to work in, in AM. So I'm an, I'm an AM radio junkie. But one of the benefits of my role is I get to sit down with members of Congress when I go to DC and I meet on Capitol Hill with them and I get to explain the power of radio. And I get to explain the power of radio beyond just turning it on, right? I get to explain the, the power of radio of how AM kind of works without getting too far into the weeds. You know, what a lot of listeners might not be aware of is that there are 77 uh, FEMA stations, uh, they're called PEP stations, that are located strategically around the country. And if we have a national crisis, and it was created back in World War II, if we had a national crisis or times of, of, of urgent information that needed to be out, we can reach 90% of the country's population with these 77 stations. Now of the 77, 68 of them are AM stations. The other nine of them are FMs. And why are they mostly AMs? It's because of the AM signal. The AM signal bounces and it's a ground wave. And so it can go further, longer and farther. It can go over mountains and not get stopped by mountains like an FM signal and so the am signal is absolutely amazing and sure you drive underneath a um, electric wire you make it a little static you might not be able to listen to it during a thunderstorm after it passes you i understand it but the idea and i'm a firm believer of this the idea that major league baseball became so big in the 40s and 50s and 60s as, as america's pastime sport was because you could be in your home in Minneapolis or your home in St. Louis or your home in Denver or wherever you live, and you could turn on your AM radio station and you could tune into four or five different baseball games because of the AM signal traveling further farther. The station that I used to work at before coming to Salem, uh, we ran a promo, a liner at the top of the hour, and it said, reaches 27 states and five Canadian provinces. That's the AM signal. And even my stations in Minneapolis, we have one station, just the way that the atmosphere works, that can be heard in Norway. We've had uh, receipts uh, emailed to us from listeners in Norway who have sent us uh, MP3s uh, of hearing it. So the AM signal is absolutely amazing and it is vital during times of crisis and emergency. I, I'll tell you, I was in the Twin Cities when the uh, horrific 35W bridge collapsed uh, in downtown Minneapolis in 2007. And everybody in the Twin Cities were using their cell phones and it literally locked the system down and the emergency preparedness folks, uh, emergency management folks in the Twin Cities used radio and TV to broadcast emergency messages to people because cell phones weren't working. Um, just a month ago, the island of Guam suffered a super typhoon. Three FM stations were knocked off, two TV stations were knocked off, but what remained standing? the AM stations that provided news and information. So it is an amazing uh, and vital, important uh, 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 product that we get to uh, serve 
and, and, and uh, support our community with. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Nick, because I recall back during the the last major earthquake we had here in the Bay Area prior to the Napa quake, the Loma Prieta earthquake, which, as people know, had devastation from the Marina District in San Francisco to 75 miles south all the way down into the center of Santa Cruz. And I had family in Portland, Oregon at the time, and when that earthquake hit, many people, of course, were watching the Bay Bridge series between the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland A's, and about five minutes into the game, suddenly all communication got cut, the network picture went down and did not return for hours, as satellite communication failed, and the only way that my mother was able to get any comfort in knowing that I was okay and that in spite of some of the rumors that being, were going about that the San Francisco Bay Area had gone through a horrific experience, to be sure, but that there was a vast majority that were on the survivors column, the only way my mother knew was by tuning into this 50,000-watt radio station that reached all the way up into Alaska at night. And my mother, sitting in Vancouver, Washington, listened to the radio because you couldn't make calls into the Bay Area. phone system was just simply down. But the only way she could get comfort to know that I was okay was hearing my voice on this radio station. And that points to the power of the ability of AM radio to not only be there on a day-to-day basis, and again, whether you're, you're listening to KFAX for great talk and teaching, maybe you, you tune across the dial to our sister station, 860 AM, The Answer, and enjoy news and great conservative talk, or you tune in elsewhere for sports programming. And of course, in a community like the Bay Area, you've got radio stations on on the AM band that provide programming in Spanish, Hindi, Portuguese, Mandarin, even in Italian. And yet AM radio is able to punch through even in the worst set of circumstances to make sure you're never disconnected with the outside world. Nick Anderson's with us tonight. He's the Director of Government Affairs on behalf of Salem Media Group, the fine folks, of course, who own this radio station. We're talking about, well, what we've learned, not a rumor, but the fact that a number of major automobile manufacturers have considered removing AM radio from their automobile. And I think largely in part because it's easy, it's cheaper, and sadly in part because they don't understand the vital role that AM radio plays the way you and I do. But what to do about all this? That'll be our next question for Nick Anderson as our conversation continues right here on Yes You Bet AM 1100 KFAX. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Well, as we're learning from our guest today, Nick Anderson, Director of Government Affairs on behalf of Salem Media Group, AM radio has been a fixture in the lives of Americans for literally over a century. And as much as people say, well, you know, I've got the Internet now, i got satellite radio in the car, <laughs> you got to realize if the satellite service goes down or your broadband connection fails, maybe at your stream service the, fa- the server goes down, again, the Internet hiccups that can happen on either end the system gets hacked guess what you're out of connection you're out of contact and if you're dealing with an emergency you could be in big trouble 
that's one of the great ways in which AM radio shines above all others and has for more than a century. So what about this whole matter of some manufacturers saying, yeah, we're not so interested? Well, maybe recognizing not just all of the programming benefits that listeners like you and me enjoy, but also the emergency services benefits that are enjoyed ought to see AM radio elevated to a great place of honor and protect its place for decades to come. And toward that end, Nick, maybe go a little bit deeper into, you'd mentioned about work with Senator Ed Markle along with Ted Cruz uh, to help draft some legislation that would help impress upon auto manufacturers the important role that AM radio plays. How is that working out? And undoubtedly, in the mind of most of our listeners who are probably, for some, hearing this for the first time and panicked, wait, what? You're taking my AM radio? You can't do that. How can we get them involved so that they can make sure that the radio station that they've come to love and enjoy and depend upon will be there for years to come? Yeah, well, and I thank you for asking that, Craig. And, and, you know, and first and foremost, let me just say that, you know, this extends for all 4,500 AM radio stations across the country. It's not just the Salem media thing. This is, this is, this is an issue for all 4,500 of us. And I'll, I'll also add this, and I don't want to, I don't want to make a conspiracy theory of any sorts, but I'll also say that if, if the automakers get their opportunity to remove AM from the dash. Um, you know, let's not kid ourselves. I, I'm not, you know, nothing's going to stop them from going after the FM band. And so we're, that's why we're trying to, to, to put, you know, a stop to this by this legislation. And so it's called the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. It was introduced in mid-May. Uh, again, Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas are the co-leads in the Senate. You know, if you're a political junkie out there, you'll know that there is no way these two have ever co-sponsored anything together. And they're the first to admit that uh, when you when you talk to them. But they see this as an important issue that they could rally together on. And so there are 22 of the 100 senators that have already signed on the legislation, which is very good. It's completely bipartisan. Uh, 11 Republican, 11 Democrat. And then the House has an identical uh, language, identical bill, same name, AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. And that is introduced by two New Jersey congressmen, one on the left, one on the right, Representative Gottheimer and Representative Keene Jr. And right now there's over 120 uh, of the 435 members of Congress, again, uh, almost bipartisan. I think it's it's about sixty percent Republican, forty percent Democrat, and that's what I you know I, I want to stress that as well. This is not a left issue, a right issue, or Democrat issue, Republican issue. This is an issue for all consumers. You know, conservatives like conservative talk on AM. Uh, uh, liberals like having progressive talk on AM. Uh, there's uh, cultural uh, and uh, foreign language programming. There's sports programming. AM radio has many different niche and different formats that people have come to know and love. And so this is a this is a this is a complete countrywide issue of support, not just a right or left issue. And how your listeners can help? Well, we would love to encourage them to head to kfax.com. 
and there was a banner or a, a tile ad that says depend on AM, but they clicked on that, they can go right to a letter that's written by uh, our president of broadcast media, Alan Power. And there's a highlighted link. You click on that link and you'll be able to be taken to a site uh, that will allow you to plug in your information and you can contact your member of Congress without doing any digging. You don't need to try to track them down online. You can do it all with that one. Uh, we've made it very easy. You can go to that one link and that can handle it. And if you're uh, tech savvy, you can uh, text, um, and I got the number right here. You can text uh, AM to 52886, AM to 52886, and they'll, they'll send you a uh, contact form. Same idea, you can reach out to your members of Congress. Since April, uh, we've encouraged listeners across the country to contact their member of Congress. Uh, there have been over 266,000 emails sent to members of Congress and over 25,000 tweets. So this is an absolute uh, united industry that we uh, that we, uh, we work in, which is wonderful. But it's also great to see that our audience is supporting us as well. Absolutely. And, and I'm delighted that we've taken steps to make this as easy as possible. And as Nick just mentioned, you can join in to make sure that the AM radio station that you enjoy, and I'm going to presumptively believe it's this one at the top of your list, will be here for decades to come to continue to provide you the programming that you've come to rely upon, the information that you've come to rely upon, the comfort that you've come to rely upon, and most importantly, the place where you know you can turn in times of trouble and emergency. Again, at KFAX.com, and there are easily on the right-hand side, you'll see a big box that says, Keep AM Radio in Cars. Click on that, and it'll lead you through some very easy steps. Alternately, you can go to uh, your cell phone and text AM to 52886. That's simply text the letters AM to 52886. And Nick, I'm glad that you highlighted the fact that it's not just stations like KFAX. And I've I've heard people say, you know, I I, I get the sense with this going on, knowing that AM is kind of a a special place for Christian talk and teaching programming and conservative news, conservative talk, that there might be an agenda behind this. And, And that may be. But I think people also need to recognize that it's a bipartisan effort. You don't have to be liberal or conservative, Democrat or Republican. You just have to be somebody who lives in America and enjoys the radio to understand that this threatens not only stations like KFAX, not only stations like 860 AM, The Answer, our conservative talk sister station, but the favorite place you go to listen to the Giants play or the 49ers or to catch um, Golden State basketball or perhaps Catholic programming. And if you enjoy foreign language programming, maybe that's your first language and it's comforting to hear programming in Spanish or other languages. All of that is under threat. If we don't take action. So it doesn't cost you anything but a moment of your time to guarantee a lifetime of continued dependence upon this very radio station and more than 4,000 like it across the United States. Again, by simply going online to KFAX.com and clicking on the banner there at the right-hand side box that says Keep AM Radio in Cars. That's KFAX.com. Click on Keep AM Radio in Cars or easier still, perhaps, 
app, simply text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886, and uh, they'll send you all the information you need to make sure that AM radio continues to be available in the dashboard nearest you. What's your sense of the timeline in all of this, Nick? That's a great question. As I uh, tell uh, many of my colleagues, uh, you know, our founding fathers made it very difficult to pass laws. And so um, knowing that, uh, nothing really happens overnight in in Washington, D.C. I will say there is a sense of urgency, though, Craig, because... Auto manufacturers are working on 2025, 2026, and beyond. In fact, 2024 models will start probably hitting uh, car showrooms. If they haven't already, they'll start um, they'll start hitting car showrooms uh, in the fall. And so, you know, the longer we wait on this, the longer uh, you know the auto manufacturers have to uh, not put the AM, the AM not be mandated to put the AM receiver in if they decided not to do that. The idea that we've got, I would say, already uh, between Senate and, and House that we have nearly 140 members of Congress already signed on in just six weeks is extremely um it's very supporting and and uh, it's encouraging, and so I, I, you know, I'm thinking after the August recess, and that's the other thing I'll ask your audience to do when when they're when the you know the members of Congress are in are on Capitol Hill the next three weeks, and then they're home for about five and a half weeks during the August recess. They're going to be walking in parades and going to community events and attending fundraisers. That would be another wonderful time to go up to them in their home districts and or in their home neighborhoods and say, uh, keep radio. Uh, I would think after everyone gets back from the August recess into the fall, there's going to be a lot of things on the docket that they're going to have to work on. But this is going to be one issue that I think the sense of urgency of the auto 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 manufacturers we're going to want to get we're going to want to get their attention. So I'm hopeful that we can have a decision by. Uh, mid to late fall uh, with some type of vote on the floor. We, we believe uh, it will actually get marked up in the Senate before the August recess. Um, but, you know, getting onto the floor and getting a full vote, that's a different story. But there is great momentum right now. And, of course, we want to keep that forward momentum going. So if you haven't yet signed on, let me urge you to do it today while it's fresh and top of your mind. Go to KFAX.com and click on the Keep AM Radio in Cars banner. It'll walk you through some very basic steps. Literally a couple of seconds of your time can make sure that this vital source of programming, entertainment, information, comfort, and emergency resources Sources is always there when you want it and when you need it. Again, go to KFAX.com, click on the Keep AM Radio in Cars, or if you prefer, on your cell, simply text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886. Nick Anderson, Director of Government Affairs on behalf of Salem Media Group. Nick, we sure appreciate you taking some time to educate our listeners on this uh, critical issue that, quite frankly, affects all of us on both sides of the microphone. So thanks again for your time. Thank you, Craig. And uh, I'll just add, uh, what you do for our company, what you do for the audience um, in in the Bay Area is just wonderful. Uh, and, And what KFAX does for our uh, our company, but more importantly, the community is is even more wonderful. So thank you for all that you do. Thank the staff for me, because uh, it is li- literally 
local radio at its best when you're able to do the different events and support the local advertisers and interview the newsmakers and really shine a light on what's going on in today's culture. So thank you. Well, I appreciate the good words, and I'll once again conclude by encouraging our listeners, don't just sit back and wait. There's always the tendency to not think about it until you miss it when it's gone. Again, get you to sign on. Go to KFAX.com, click on the AM Radio in Cars banner, or text AM to 52886. Our thanks again to Nick Anderson, Director of Government Affairs, on behalf of Salem Media Group, General Manager of our cluster in the great section of Minnesota, the Twin Cities. I'm Craig Roberts. A timeout back with more as Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, welcome back to the conversation. We turn a quarter to deal with a another important topic. And as much as there has been ongoing conversation, particularly here recently in June, passing the one-year anniversary of the Dobbs decision and uh, much to do about the current status of abortion in America today, and as much as this often gets couched in terms of a woman's right to choose, yada, yada, particularly in states like California, You know, sadly, the one aspect that rarely, if ever, gets discussed, but ought to be, and that is how this whole topic impacts men. I say, well, Craig, well, Craig, you got to learn your, you know, a little little bit more about human anatomy. Men? Well, last I took note, it still took two to tango, as the old saying goes. And the reality is men suffer a loss, too. Uh, particularly when there's a decision perhaps to terminate a pregnancy and the father was never allowed to be a part of that decision. Undoubtedly, feelings of guilt, shame, embarrassment, loss, well, they can attend to the father of the aborted child as much as they can to the mother, uh, albeit perhaps in a different fashion, but that doesn't negate the reality of those feelings. So what about all this? Well, Dale McGowan joins us, Director of Ministry Advancement with Real Options. And uh, Dale, I guess for you, the big message here would be, you know what, as we talk about this whole issue, let's not forget that men matter too. Well, that's absolutely right, Craig. And thanks for having me. Yeah, we oftentimes forget that men uh, suffer just as women do uh, for the loss of an unborn child. Uh, and here at Real Options, we provide two main services to men. Uh, one is to meet with men who are the fathers of the baby. And it's very common for a woman to come in by herself or to come in accompanied by the father of the baby. We recognize the importance of the voice that the father of baby can have in the decision making of the mother, whose ultimate choice will continue the life of their unborn child or terminate it. And we also recognize the influence that God has given us men in leadership of relationships. Statistically, the father of the baby is the most influential in the decision-making of the mother of the baby. God designed us men to protect and provide for the women in our lives. If the mother of the baby hears that her partner is supportive of her in these ways, there is a much higher probability that she will ultimately choose life and bring her child to term. 
let's talk a bit about uh, for the circumstances that men find themselves in, and we, and we understand that, that that clearly, oftentimes they're kind of left out of the decision making process, and this, this runs the gamut of women that say the man forced them into it to men who say the women never allowed me to have a voice in this, and you know, <laughs> certainly again there there are differing degrees of who's going to be impacted in what fashion. But when you talk about the kind of impact that it has on men's lives, give us understanding as to why you personally feel this is important and how does it play into the overall ministry goals of Real Options? Well, Craig, Real Options' life-affirming mission is to safeguard women, men, and students and we take a holistic approach to serving our patients. So just like Real Options does when any patient comes in, we help men to learn about their healthy choices while sometimes introducing them to biblical concepts in the process. And when you talk about that, what does that look like when you speak of the the whole process that folks go through? I mean, obviously, there's a loss here. I would imagine there's, for some men, a sense of guilt and also perhaps a great sense of grief and loss. Yes, uh, and that can happen with uh, men and women, uh, and especially uh, since we are focusing on men, and that's what we're trying to work on here at Real Options at this point. We really start out by listening to their story. Being a good listener uh, is critical in in, uh, being able to establish and develop any relationship. Uh, And so uh, we end up working really hard to do that so that the men are going to feel confident enough and and, uh, cared enough that they're going to want to share more. Uh, So then we get a chance to share all of our services with them related to their unplanned pregnancy because it's theirs, uh, just as you're pointing out, just as much as it is the woman's. And uh, so we also, uh, on occasion, we will be dealing with them not just uh, related to pregnancy, but also uh, for concerns for uh, sexually transmitted uh, infections or diseases. And so we will do testing with them on that. And, of course, we have to use all of our listening skills related to that as well. And so, so part of the coaching Uh, that we do with men is helping uh, the fathers of the baby recognize the importance of their voices uh, in the ultimate decision regarding the outcome of their unborn child. Uh, Our ultimate uh, health uh, coaching program extends beyond the immediate circumstances of talking to our patients about unplanned pregnancies or STDs. Uh, We also provide practical life skills coaching and have designed sessions related to topics such as basic needs of the heart. How do you feel loved? Relationship red flags, steps of intimacy, and boundary setting. And, you know, those are all so important. I think I've shared with listeners uh, ad nauseum in the past that this whole topic first got on my radar screen, my goodness, probably almost 30 years ago, when a very dear friend of mine that I had led to the Lord approached me and wanted to get together for dinner. And over the course of conversation, I could tell that he was deeply troubled about something. And, and eventually, over the course of conversation, it began to spill out that he had been carrying this tremendous burden of guilt because in a moment of passion he had gotten his girlfriend pregnant 
she had made the decision to terminate the pregnancy, emphatically told him that that was her decision to make and that's what she was going to do. And he was now carrying the guilt and, and shame of not only having impregnated her outside of marriage, but then feeling as if he was sort of a, uh, a contributor to murder, as he put it, because he felt he didn't do enough to try to convince her not to end the pregnancy. And so imagine for a young man, uh, this is back when he was in his 20s, carrying that kind of burden. And I would imagine that many do it suffering in silence for decades to come until finally they find some kind of a point at which uh, they discover the, the breaking point and go and, and seek some advice, some help. Toward that end, there might be some eavesdropping on our conversation today that would say, Dale, wow, you have just talked directly to me. How do I find some help? How can I get plugged in to Real Options? Oh, yeah, that, that's a great uh, question, uh, Craig. And so one of the things, of course, is when I, I hear it on KFAX all the time, is you'll hear our advertisements about how men as well as women can get involved in uh, programs such as Rachel's Vineyard, which helps uh, people who have uh, either experienced uh, miscarriage or abortion. And I have personally seen the amazing impact of the, 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 the years of struggle and pain that uh, men and women have gone through and have been helped through our Rachel's Vineyard retreats. And then also for the rest of our HOPE program where we have people get together in group settings. But uh, I've seen people go from uh, uh, night to day in three days. Uh, these uh, Rachel's Vineyard retreats are amazing. Um, but we, we also uh, talk to uh, men about optimal health coaching. Uh, and we currently are in great need of optimal health coaches for all of our five medical clinics. Uh, but largely uh, in our East Bay, especially at this point, uh, we have we don't have uh, any uh, male coaches who are going to be able to deal man to man with these things. So uh, for any men who are listening and are considering becoming an optimal health coach, I do want to emphasize that we provide training to all incoming coaches. And in a related part of our ministry, we do reach out to students and parents with our sexual risk avoidance programs in schools and churches, and uh, we do, do need more men and women who are interested in volunteering as educators on our team, and, uh, and then of course also we're always uh, in need of uh, people who are uh, registered nurses to come in and help us. We do not want, we want our uh, clinics to be utilized fully, uh, so we would love everybody to consider all of those uh, various options if as they're considering a real option. Absolutely. And I uh, want to encourage folks to get more information. You can simply check out friendsofrealoptions.net for details about how to get into a program or involved in supporting a program in various ways, as well as volunteerism. Again, friendsofrealoptions.net. That's friendsofrealoptions.net. And our thanks to Dale McGowan, Director of Ministry Advancement, on behalf of Real Options. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.